Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Anxious and afraid. Is this you? How do we protect our children in today's world? Do you feel ill-equipped or at a loss in how to protect your children every day? That's what we're diving into today. I want to give you three areas to look at and to think about in regard to protecting your kids. If you've just landed here, I'm Kelly Shoup. I am a long time parenting coach, pediatric occupational therapist, professionally trained mindset coach, mom of three teenagers. I am right there with you and have been for my son just turned 19. So I've been a parent a long time in this game of How do we protect our kids from all the things that they experience in today's world? I'm speaking this episode, especially in regard to the shooting that took place in Nashville, Tennessee at a Christian school. And I have been bombarded all week with moms who are just in a frenzied state of what to do. And I'm here to help. And I have been, again, in this space for a really long time, helping parents create calm, controlled connections with your kids and get out of that confusion and chaos that is so common. So we're going to talk about the three areas that I talk about all the time with parents. The first one we're going to start out with is calm. And so in this time when something just horrific happens and the majority of the world reacts in a very frenzied, frazzled, chaotic, how do we What do we do? All these external ways to control and keep our kids safe. I want to encourage you and invite you to be focused internally. Be focused on being calm internally. Anxiety, we can't, as a human, we can't intellectualize. We can't outthink ourselves out of anxiety. Anxiety is, it's a body thing too. So another thing about me is I'm all about the body set. I'm all about the mindset, but my particular training as an occupational therapy, what makes me unique is my understanding of our body and all of the parts of it, how it develops, how it works, and how we should use our body to the best of our ability to help us do what we need to do in our world, in our day, throughout our lives. 
our body helps us a lot. And so again, just helping parents understand we're, this isn't, we're not going to fix our anxiety and are afraid completely with our mind. We're going to have to use our body to do it. Use our body to help us stay calm. Does that look like breathing? Does that look like exercise? You know the things that you need to do to keep yourself in a calm state. And to do that, again, I just encourage you to not focus on the outside, but how you show up and how you calm yourself. For me, that looks like early morning prayer. That looks like scripture. And we know a million scriptures in the Bible tell us, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. It's the one thing that we know that fear is so common for us. And so I have to fortify myself every morning before my kids wake up, before I answer anything on my phone, before I get started, I have to start there. And the world is very frenzied and frazzled. But remember, there's a lot of the world that does not know the Lord, and we do. So it should look different. We should look different. And is it hard? Yes. But again, when we can start with ourselves, get calm. And again, we have the reference point of knowing this is not our home. Earth is where we are right now. We're passing through like we, heaven is our home. That is our eternal place to be. And so a lot of other people don't have that. They don't know the Lord. So they are in a frenzied, frazzled state, but we can show up differently. We can look differently. And what do you need to do to get there? Do that. Get curious about what it is. Is it, you know, a women's Bible study? Is it a friend that you need to text? Okay, I'm feeling stressed. I've got to get my kids out the door to school. And oh my goodness, when I drive to the school, I just start feeling this anxiety. Is there a scripture verse that speaks to me that I can, you know, that's going to, what? that's what I'm going to say all the way to school, you know, I can't think of one off the head, the top of my head, but I have so many that, you know, I've used before, like trust in the Lord, don't be discouraged, you know, a whole bunch run through my head. And so say that, that will help you stay calm. And so I'm all about the inside game. I'm also all about the long game. And so this is opposite of a lot of parenting professionals telling you, okay, let's focus on what we can do out in the world and these external things that we can affect. No, your biggest strength is that interior calm. And as a mother, our kids pick up on our energy. They pick up non-verbally from us. If mom is stressed, if there's danger. If mom is on high alert for whatever, moms don't even have to talk, but our kids will pick up on it. And then that registers in their nervous system of, uh-oh, something's going on. And, you know, mom's saying it's fine, but clearly her body language and the energy coming off of her, it is not fine. Something is up. And I always want kids because their body, even at a young age, is reading 
the signs correctly. And so I'm always telling parents, you know, that it's okay to voice if you are worried or anxious. But again, in this situation about the school shooting, fortify yourself and be calm and know you have a God who is in control. He knows exactly what is going on and we can trust him. And wow, that gives me a very much a feeling of calm. Yeah, it's okay to acknowledge that, you know, that, that you're nervous about it, that, you know, this did happen at a school. And I had a parent ask me this week, I just don't think I should talk to this about my young, with my young kids, because it could bring up more fear. If your kids are in a school, they are practicing active shooter drills, just like a tornado drill, just like a hurricane drill, just like a fire drill. That is probably occurring for them monthly. So that is already in their world. And so it, you want it to be something that you can, in a calm, neutral way, discuss with, with your kids because it's a part of our world. And we don't like it, but this is just, this is what it is. So we can deal with it again in a calm, neutral way. And we can fortify ourselves through prayer, through scripture, through exercise, through breathing, through tapping, through, I have a million different ways in our body, how we can get to that calm, a-okay, neutral way of showing up with our kids. The second thing in how to protect, how to deal with these feelings if you are feeling ill-equipped to protect your kids is control. I have a lot of success-driven moms who find me and they like control. Control makes us feel better. It makes us feel safer. But we're not in control of any of it, really. And so again, God is in control. And I cannot trust myself to be in control, but I know I can trust him. And so again, I just have to do what I can to control myself, to control the narrative that comes into my home. This looks like I don't watch the news. I don't have the news on in front of my kids. There isn't something running around a ticker tape that is keeping that on loop that any of my kids have access to. No, I, again, a TV station is not going to dictate the narrative that comes into my home every day. I control that. And so you can control what your kids hear about it. You can control what questions your kids have and how you respond. And so I had a parent ask me this week, you know, my kids are saying, how in a Christian school, so these are, you know, kids who, with families who follow the Lord, why do bad things happen to people who believe in God? And we have to teach our kids, we don't know exactly, but we do know that we can trust God. We do know that God is love. And the only way that God would allow something terrible to happen is 
if in the bigger picture, if in the long run, there is a greater good for it. And so again, you're having these conversations with your kids so they know. I'm all about giving tangible, physical things that kids can touch and experience and know in their world. So when I have talked to my kids about why do bad things happen in our world as we are faithful followers of the Lord, and the way that I explain it is that we can't see that big picture. We're we're not God. Now we are made in his image and likeness. And again, the enemy does does not like us because we are made like God. But I will use an example of the park where my kids grew up and the equipment that they played on that they thought, you know, the swing set that looked so big when they were two and three and four. So we still live close to that park. And we've been there probably not in the last couple of years, but it was interesting because when we would go back, their perspective as they grew bigger and their world expanded and their brain and their body all matured of what they thought that swing set and that play equipment looked like, they would say, oh my gosh, it's so small. Like that slide is like, it's a baby slide. I remember that being so huge and so scary to go down that slide, but it wasn't. So it's just giving some tangible way for your kids to understand we don't always have the right perspective. And so as young kids, when they were on that slide, they thought, wow, this is the biggest slide ever, but it really wasn't looking at it differently. And so that's how it is with these things with God. We don't have his viewpoint. We can't. And so it looks different. It looks bad from our perspective. But again, we trust God to know that it could be better in the end. And we don't know why and we don't know how. And that's not our job to know the why, to know the how, to understand it. There's a lot with the Lord we aren't going to understand, but we can trust him. And so you can control how you feel about it, how calm you stay about it. You can control the narrative in your, in your house. You can control the perspective that you put around it. And you can, you know, again, we want to control what we can control. So. I had a mom who brought a situation where a grade school in my area, the cafeteria worker opened the door, side door yesterday to this grade school, left it open for an hour to get cool air in. And a lot of the parents have, they've just gone ballistic over this, you know, how could a side door be left open and all of this. And again, instead of externally getting in the battle of all of that, let's be in control of what we can control. And so that is ourselves. That is how we lead our kids to think about this. And again, I 
you know, my recommendation was stay out of that fray of frenzied, whatever it is, busyness and ground yourself and ground your kids in that truth that we know. We know there is God. We know he loves us. We know we can trust him. And we know that we are headed to some other place. So ground your kids in that. The other thing that your kids can control and what you can control with your kids is prayer and protection for them. And I talk in my monthly membership, I talk about the full armor of God. And I forget the Bible verse that that is it. Is it Ephesians? I don't know. But it's putting on that full armor of God for your kids every day. And again, if you have young kids, I like to do something physical. I like to do a physical, tangible, so they feel like they are putting on the armor of God every day before they walk out the door. And what does that helmet look like? The helmet of salvation, that breastplate of righteousness, their sword. What does their sword look like? Is it going to match their t-shirt today? Was I like to talk to kids about it. And especially young kids in the ages of three to eight-ish, their imagination is fantastic. So I want to know, oh my goodness, what is on your belt of truth? Is it, what is, you know, what's going to hold your pants up? The footwear of the gospel and peace. And then, oh my goodness, we're so fortunate. We have the Holy Spirit on our backside, Defender, who sees all the stuff that we can't. So we're protected on the front. And then that paraclete, the counselor, the Holy Spirit comes around on that backside and he will protect us. So when kids can do this, they're protecting themselves. They're having a way of getting a physical, tangible, okay, I'm using my imagination to get all armored up to go out and face the world. And so that is something I can control. I cannot control them every single of every minute, minute of every day. So I had a mom who said, okay, well, I'm just like, we're just going to stay home from a bunch of these activities. I just, you know, I'm worried when I drop them off to do this activity at this specific building that it's not secure. I don't know. I don't even want to send them down the street to play. And again, we can get so we can think about a million different ways that our children are unprotected. But taking away all of those things, you can't cross the street. Nope, you can't ride your bike. You can't walk down to your friends. You can no longer go to any of these things. It's not a life. It is not a life. Not a life for you to be so focused on not letting them do something to protect them. It's not a life for a child because they would be living in your house in a bubble protected and they aren't getting the skills, the experience, all the things they're going to need later for college, for high school, when they first drive a car. Like we cannot stunt them, their growth and development right here at these young ages because they need it later. And we are not doing a good job of this. I mean, I see it in the research. I see it in all kinds of ways that I'm taking in information about kill, 
kids and how they're learning and growing and developing and the drugs and the suicide and the depression and anxiety, all of it. Like I'm always, I want to know all of it because it interests me and I'm passionate about kids. And so controlling by keeping them in is not the answer. And so for me, again, I start with prayer and I turn my kids over to the Lord every day. Like I'm not, I'm going to screw this up. I know I'm not going to do this well. So they're yours, Lord. Like you have to protect them out in the world. I'm not going to not let them, let them ride their bike. I'm not going to not let my daughter drive a car. I'm not going to not allow my son to grow and develop and do things that are age appropriate for a 19 year old boy to be doing because it's not a life. And if I did those things, it would be demonstrating, I really don't trust God with my kids. So I have to trust him. I also invoke their guardian angels every day, like be with them, help them, support them. But I will also tell you, I'm very aware that when I'm invoking my kids' guardian angels, probably the protection they need the most for me in a day is from me. They need protection from something I'm going to miss that was important to them, some way I could support them better. And so I had a mom and she was like, I can't believe you just said that to me that you would think that you could be the biggest, you know, kind of danger to your child. But again, I'm a fallible human. I have my own stuff, my own, I'm distracted sometimes. And so when I pray for my kids every day, I'm like, okay, Lord, you got to protect them from me because I might miss something. I might snap at them. I might make a snarky comment. There might be some support that they needed that I'm not capable of. And so you have to protect them from me, also from everybody else. And God can handle it. He controls the beating in my heart every minute, every single fiber of us, and he can handle it. So here you go, Lord, I'm going to let that go. So protecting our kids looks like letting them go, handing them over to the Lord and saying, here, they're yours today. Protect them. I'm going to give you that control. So the first one was calm. The second one is control. The last thing that I want to talk to you about, so incredibly critical, is connection with your kids. I talk to parents about this all the time, that the present moment matters. You don't have an endless amount of time. We don't know how, what our days are numbered. And so I'm always helping parents, like, let's focus now to get that connection now. You don't want to send your kid into school in with a morning that's gone terrible, where you didn't like their behavior and they were snappy and they screamed and you're not talking and you're not talking in the car and they open the door and out they go. No, you want to connect with your kids. Connection is the most important thing, because when you connect, then you can correct. When you connect first, then you can direct. 
When you connect first, then you have influence over your kids. And so that connection can be really hard for parents who are dealing with struggles and challenges and all these difficult behaviors. But this is where you can get help and you can get help quickly. I have parents tell me all the time, oh my goodness, that like almost immediate relief of understanding what your child might be feeling or experiencing and what you are and how to repair that connection, to get that connection back. Because we have to have that connection every time we send them off to whatever they need to do in the world today that's age and stage appropriate for them. We have to let them grow and learn and develop and experience the world. And so when we're connected to them, when they feel connected to us, you know, as my kids go out the door every day. I love you. Are we connected? Do is are we good? Okay. And that's, you know, that's all I'm promised. Do I hope that I'm going to pick them up from school? Yes. But again, I don't know that. It's not my job to know that. But the things that I can control, connection, fortifying them and me with faith, with prayer, with protective prayer, all of these things, I'm going to do them to the max of my ability, but I'm not jumping in that pool of frenzied, crazy, keep at home, you know, just all these external ways that they don't work. And they also don't, they don't give our kids a feeling of calm and safety. And I always want my kids to know, because they're watching me. They're going to model. They're watching, okay, how's mom going to show up to this? We know about Mrs. So-and-so and her car and how she's basically just shut down my, my friend's world because it's too dangerous and chaotic and crazy. I'll just keep everybody at home. I got all my hands protected. You know, we cannot live like that. And so I have to model for my kids how I want them to be. And that looks like calm scripture. I know what I'm grounded in. I know what the truth is. I know that I'm called to live that truth. Is it hard? Yes. But whatever I need to do, if it's say this one scripture 15 million times a day to fortify myself, I can do it. And again, to control what I can and then to willingly surrender what I can't and connect. Those are your three. Calm, control, connection with your kids. Good luck. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 